Hey, what's up? It's episode 74 of the Chasing Points podcast. It's your weekly honest dive into the world of sports. What is up? My name is Sam. And I am Brandon. Hello, hello. Hey, man. You know what I forgot to do before I hit, we hit record? What, what was that? Move my microphone so it's facing my mouth. As you can see, my, you're just getting a good look at my forehead. I just see your right. forehead. Well, it's okay. When I start talking, you can move your microphone. How about yeah, that? Yeah, man. Busy <laughs> week in the uh, sports world. How, you, but, sure. how are you doing? Um, I'm great. I have a uh, lovely beverage uh, to my side. Shout out to Zeus uh, for this lovely spicy boy. Um, phenomenal. Yeah, if you're wondering what a spicy boy is, a uh, mango habanero blonde ale. Delicious. Uh, so, you know, say that again for the people. It is a spicy boy, which is a mango habanero blonde ale. It is absolutely delicious. Sam and I were talking about this prior to. Uh, it has that smokiness that you may like from having a good mezcal, even though there's not tequila, um, or a, a good bourbon, um, depending on what type it is. But it also has that little that little bark to it with that uh, habanero. Absolutely delicious. And it's light because of the blonde ale. So highly suggested. Zeus, if you're in the Poughkeepsie area, I don't know if they sell it online. They probably do because most places do. Most breweries do. So check that out because when it's around, I try to get as much as I possibly can. So I will be going back probably this week. Nice. So, yeah. Well, we have a busy weekend. We'll tell the people about that coming up, I guess. Yes. Yes. When we, we do will. our picks. But. Uh, you know, uh, two weeks in a row, we're back, baby. Mm-hmm. Let's good. go. Let's we uh, had going. a nice fiery discussion about the Yankees last week and got a lot of feedback about that. But no Yankees on the docket uh, tonight unless they uh, drastically like fire Aaron Boone <laughs> yeah. while we're recording, which I don't know what happened. But it's a busy sports day nonetheless. For week sure. Eight of the NFL seasons in the books. The trade deadline in the NFL season happened today. A head coach got fired. Their star point guards up to you know just I don't know just a mess. And uh, we'll we'll get to the your Brooklyn Nets in a second, but we have to start with uh, the big news of the day. 4 p.m. earlier today, it's Tuesday as we're recording this. The NFL trade deadline. Some huge moves happened as the day went on, but I, I think the centerpiece to this one, Hayes, is. Uh, Bradley Chubb, linebacker for the uh, Denver Broncos, has a new home in South Beach. Mm -hmm. He's uh, headed to the Dolphins for a first-round pick and Chase Edmonds and and some other stuff. But that's really the headline there. Uh, You know, we could quickly get into, you know, I'll I'll name some of these other trades, and then we could just talk about what we liked and what we didn't. Calvin Ridley has a new home, even though he's suspended for the year. He's going to the Jags for a fifth-round pick. That could turn into a second-round pick if he gets signed. Robert Quinn's going to your Eagles. Huge move uh, for uh, Howie and and team there in Philly. Chase Claypool to the Chicago Bears for a second-round pick. Roquan Smith uh, to the Bears or to the Baltimore Ravens for a second-round pick. This was a confusing inter-division trade. TJ Hawkinson, the tight end for the Lions, going to the Vikings. Uh, for a bunch of picks, including a second round pick. Jeff Wilson is reunited with Mike McDaniel and that uh, Kyle Shanahan office uh, offense in South Beach and Naheem Hines going to Buffalo. And, uh, you know, the Jets traded a defensive tackle, Jacob Martin. I just wanted to put this here because Joe Douglas is really good at stealing draft picks from other teams. I wonder uh, who but, he learned that from. Yeah. Mm. Right. 
he learned from two of the best uh, GMs in the business in Eric DaCosta and uh, Howie Roseman. So yeah. uh, here we go. I, I I know you're you're chomping at the bit here to react to this. We haven't talked about any of this all week, uh, but Bradley Chubb headlines uh, a crazy deal day. What are your thoughts on the uh, Dolphins acquiring the star linebacker from the well, I'll I'll just go like you ran off all of these, but I I I know Chubb going to I think the the three best trades here um, would be Chubb, Robert Quinn, and then Roquan Smith. Um, but I also think that T.J. Hawkinson move is a sneaky move uh, because it's a sneaky move and also a telling move. The reason why it's telling is because the Lions aren't winning. So it sounds like if you're getting rid of your best, pretty much best offensive uh, piece, and I know there's uh, uh, Ra there as well, but if you're getting rid of Hawkinson, you're already saying we're packing it in for a year. It's kind of over. We're going to start cashing out now. Um, I don't know what picks they got, but for the Minnesota Vikings, this says that they're all in for this run. They know that they're 6-1. and one, um, and they're they're going to try to shoot for that Super Bowl now, and and they I like that move. So I think that's a sneaky move in itself. I also think the Roquan Smith move is sneaky because that Baltimore, as we know, is is defense, and their defense has not been the historic Baltimore defense that we know. So to get him, uh, it was great. Which is very interesting with that in Robert Quinn, and then trading the Bears trading for Chase uh, Claypool because it's like. Are you you're giving up two defensive staples, but you're going to get Chase Claypool to add to your offense. So you're you're trying to add pieces for next year for your offense, but you still don't have a line to protect Justin Fields, right? Like I'm yeah, I'm confused. Playing better, yes, well. who has been playing better? He's been playing yeah. amazing, right? Yeah. I I love his play, uh, but I, I just I'm really confused of what the Bears are doing right now right so uh as i mentioned quinn goes to the eagles who he did play on sunday uh wasn't wasn't a lot because he still has to learn the playbook but he doesn't need to do too much he's an edge rusher yeah he just you don't the quarterback exactly um but i I, if you didn't know sam they uh, terminated his last two years so after this season he becomes a free agent he had three years on the books and also the bears picked up his salary for the rest of the season too Oh, okay. So that was a part of that trade. Um, the Chubb move going to <laughs> that was wild. Uh, going to the Dolphins. Dolphins are are saying that we're here, and obviously missing the time with Tua uh, hurt a little, but they it looks like they have not missed a beat. Tua has been shout out to Tua and and Jalen Hurts because they have shut everybody up this whole season been super accurate um big plays uh showing that they can make every single pass and just silence the people by their play and staying it, yeah. humble as hell throughout the whole time i love both of these young players uh you can just tell that they're both bred for success i mean they both come from bama so they yeah they have that yeah yeah that too but um you know it was crazy because they were probably the two quarterbacks with the biggest question marks and bullseyes on their back they were when you know going into the season and they rightfully shut everyone up and you can you can't blame Tua for wanting to go out there and play and he got concussed it's not necessarily an injury that you can avoid yeah um but like you know 
a guy who who had some injury issues too, just trying wanting to be on the field and, and staying on the field. But yeah, two question marks have been answered so far halfway or so through the season. The TJ Hawkinson deal is TJ and a fourth round pick and a con- conditional fourth for the Vikings uh, second round pick next or this upcoming draft and then a third round pick. Okay. Um, I love this deal for the Vikings. Again, you mentioned it. You get an average quarterback like Kirk Cousins. You just get him another weapon. He's obviously you could you we all know what Justin Jefferson can do. Okay, Adam Thielen has moments now. Uh, Irv Smith's going to be out for a while. It looks like so. That's a that's certainly an upgrade at the tight end position. And of course, you know Dalvin Cook is, uh, you know he's still got some some gas in the tank. I hope, um, but. Uh, a great move for that really puzzling for the Lions, though. I know they want to rebuild. I know they want to stockpile picks. Um, Do you think it's over for Dan Campbell? You know, I hope not. But there, I thought this team would be better. I, I, you know, I, I thought so too. So right, like I uh, so too. they were in so many games and uh, last year, and now, and they're still kind of in some games. I mean. But they're one and six. They have the worst record in the NFL, right? Uh, it's you know it it doesn't look good. I don't know. I know they were kind of he was kind of forced with Jared Goff, right? And, and Goff will be cut at the end of the year, and they'll probably draft a quarterback in their first two picks or whatever it is. They should. Um, and I don't really know what Hawkinson's contract looks like, but you know, it's. I guess, you know, you you get a half, you know, a second and third round pick for him. The interdivision thing, it's not like you're competing with the Vikings, so I guess they kind of get it, but yeah, definitely a no, nice trade not. for the Vikings. Uh to your point about the Dolphins though, Bradley Chubb is a difference maker. This Denver offense uh, defense was was pretty good despite the offensive inconsistency that that team had. Mm-hmm. And now you give put Chubb on that line and hopefully that, you know, I say this as a football fan and not as a Jets fan, but hopefully, you know, their secondary can get healthy because when you have like Byron Jones and Xavier and Howard locking down receivers and then yeah. you're able to just let Rush a guy like front. Chubb yeah. lose, mm-hmm. like that's uh that's saying something. And then um Jalen Phillips too on the other end, like I'll so I'll ask you this because I, I just said the sneaky moves like what does that say about the Broncos at this point, right? You're getting rid of one of your staples, right? Now, was this, do you think this was a move? Because they're going to, was he in a contract here? Was he, they're going to have to pay him? He was in the, yeah, you know what? They pro, uh, he was in the um, draft with um, Darnold and um, Baker Mayfield. So this is his fifth year. So he yeah, might so, be a free agent. I'm not so, yeah. quite sure, but. Maybe they probably knew. Extension. They probably knew with all the money that they just paid Russ, which I'm sure they're <laughs> mulling over right now. Um, and two first round picks. Yeah, and two first round picks. They probably said, "Hey, let's just get a pick back and get something out of the offense for it." But they're losing a phenomenal young defensive player. But the, here's here's my thing when it comes to defensive players, and I, I feel like losing an offensive player is more impactful than losing a defensive player. Here's why I say this. I love the defensive side. Like if it depends, like if you're a certain tier of defensive player, like I'm not letting you just walk out the door. 
right? It's just, it's just not. And if I do, I'm going to get a crazy haul back for you, right? Um, but when an offensive player, like, let's just say, uh, let's just say, let's just say Calvin Johnson when he was playing, right? Well, Calvin Johnson's a once in a well, well, this is what I'm saying. Like, you don't just let a guy like that go, right? You need, you keep those pieces and you don't get a guy like that too often. Like, but I guess it's, it's, it's also still one and the same when it comes to, like I said, to defensive players, like you don't let Aaron Dottle just walk out the door. Oh no, of course. Right. You don't let those type of pieces just walk out the door, but most of the other guys are kind of just replaceable, it seems, and that you can just get it from another veteran or just wait into the draft because there's always some good young rushers coming into the league. There's always some good wide receivers, excuse me, corners and safeties. So I just feel like it's it's more you're more expendable in the defensive end. You, do you you get what I'm saying? You understand what I'm saying with that? Oh yeah, no, I get it. I mean, um, it it's confusing from the Broncos end because. You pay Russ all that money, yeah. two hundred and fifty million, mm-hmm. and then you give up all those picks. You're in, and even though you have a a new head coach, you're in win now mode. Yeah, and yeah. it's you know their moves today does does not spell win now. I mean, the Chiefs are who we thought they were, but um, you know the Raiders clearly aren't aren't doing anything. We'll get to no. that. No, um, and the Chargers, we've you know I we've been yelling from the mountaintops how inconsistent this charger team is justin herbert you know is is you know not getting it done they're not letting him get it done and you know the team's always hurt anyway i don't know why you wouldn't um you know try to help build the team there was even uh rumors about jerry judy getting moved mm-hmm. and uh and it's just kind of it's kind of strange like they just spent all that money on the um the pass rusher from the Cowboys in the offseason. Um remember uh, the, Gregory, Randy Gregory. Yeah, Randy Gregory. Like, you know, where are they, you know, it's just it's confusing. I don't I don't get it. Maybe they just didn't want to pay Chubb, and I, I can understand that there's a premium for pass rushers in this league, but yeah, there is. You know, I, I like this move for the Dolphins. I like them getting, you know, they traded Chase Edmonds, who, you know, will help um, you know, help their uh their their uh Offense. running game there yeah, yeah. yeah which needs some you they know, need a running game they need a running game they yeah. lost Devonte williams mm. but uh i like jeff wilson going from san francisco to the dolphins too because he knows that kyle shanahan scheme that they're running in miami and you know maybe he could take over and be that lead running back and i'm really hitting uh myself for trading him in my dynasty league last week when <laughs> cmc got to san francisco but we'll get to that another time yes um, um I'll I'll ask you this real quick before we go to our our winners and losers. Uh, who do you think was the best trade out of these players to help their team for this playoff push or the push towards the Super Bowl? Who do you think is going to be the most impactful uh, out of these trades? Well, I mean, Chubb's certainly a difference maker. Quinn's certainly a difference maker. It's the whole 80-20 rule in Philly, right? Like, you just focus on what that team does well and you just can continue to add to it i mean another uh that defense is already tops in the league and you're adding another guy like him to to get the quarterback and that's gonna be dangerous i i love roquan smith i really wish the uh the the baltimore ravens would have addressed the offense so you're not you know there's a lot of rumors about they never how, do how yeah how long bateman's gonna be out for like who's your number one receiver now 
like Isaiah likely came out of nowhere as yeah. a backup tight end. Who knows how hurt Mark Andrews is. Deshaun Jackson, you know, he might have one or two weeks where he catches a bomb and scores a touchdown, and that's what he does, and he's really good at doing that, even at, you know, being much older. Uh, but you can't you can't depend on that. He's not a wide receiver one. Devin Duvernay is not a wide receiver one. No. Um, so I have questions there. I like Naheem Hines going to Buffalo. There was a lot of rumors about, you know, will Camaro go to Buffalo? Will CMC go to Buffalo? And, you know, Singletary had a good game on Sunday night, had some nice runs. But, you know, Hines, Hines can catch it out of the backfield um, and, you know, really, really help on, on third down there, too. And uh, not that Allen really throws to his running backs, but when you have a pass catcher like that, maybe that'll help there. So I'd probably say I'll, I just like the Hines move. Well, I like the Hines move, too, because it helps my fantasy team. So Jonathan Miller doesn't have to worry about anything. There you go. Um, Hopefully so. he can. He can get back to last year's form for sure. I'll tell yeah. you trades I don't like. I don't understand this Chase Claypool trade at all. I don't either. Um, I, 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 I get either. it. I get it for the Steelers getting back a second round pick. I think you spent a second round pick on them, and you're getting the Bears' second round pick and not the Ravens' second round pick, which is helpful because this Bears team's not going anywhere. Yeah, but you have a year, a half a year left of Chase Claypool, and then next year, and then you're going to have to sign him. It might help Justin Fields, but I don't think Chase Claypool is a difference maker. I don't either. You know, he could, maybe he could be. Maybe he needs, you know, when you have Trubisky and an old Ben Roethlisberger and Kenny Pickett, mm-hmm. maybe you're not, like, showing your true form there. But, you know, he, he was pretty good a couple of years ago. I think he had, like, nine touchdowns. And since then, he's kind of just been lost in that, you know, the Pittsburgh offense, Matt Canada is not a very good um Lots of offensive coordinator, in my opinion, but I don't know. I don't quite understand that for a team that should be acquiring these second round picks. But, you know, I guess we'll we'll see there. Yeah, Uh, let's get right into our uh, week eight winners and losers. Uh, I'll start off, Sam. Seahawks. The the Eagles nest or the the Hawks nest. I'm sorry. Uh, Yeah, the. Gino has been balling and seeing the statistics that I've seen on him. Uh, he's been the most accurate uh, quarterback in the NFL uh, at this point, which is absolutely wild. Um, he, he's he been balling out of his mind and, and to see how they've come together as a team. And it's clear as day after Tyler Lockett made it evidently clear uh, that everybody is being selfless and there's only one major missing piece from that uh, on the offensive side, and that was Russ. So that was clearly a shot at Russ. Uh, that uh, and I, I, there's no way you can go any other way. But just seeing what the Seahawks did, Pete Carroll told us he said we have a good team, and people did not listen even when he said that they thought he was senile. Uh, but he's out here. Uh, he's got these guys playing well. Uh, the way that they're playing, Geno is an absolute. This is the Geno that uh, the Jets wanted, the the Giants wanted. I forgot what other team that he was on too, but this is what they wanted in Geno. But everybody takes time, and I hope this is a a showing this year to to owners and GMs because those are really the ones that are just like, no, we need to win now. Do all this now. You have Tua. You have Jalen Hurts, and you have Geno. Geno's obviously been in the league longer than both of the other two names I mentioned, but they all needed time 
to mature in their systems and learn how this is going. And when you actually give these guys time and you build the offense around them where you work in your cohesive unit, you can have great things. Uh, so I'm, I'm super, super, super proud of the uh, Seahawks to see what they're doing right now. Cause they're, they're balling, they're balling right now. Oh yeah, no doubt. Um, proved me, uh, proved me wrong. But again, it shows like we talked about this last week and I apologize to Pete Carroll. Um, sorry, <laughs> Pete, but um, yeah, just, it's just playing like the guy that the Jets thought they drafted and um you know, it takes the whole teams in on it, and certainly there's no love loss with with Russ not being there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you, you nailed that one. I'm gonna say my my winner is your Philadelphia Eagles. You got to the rundown before I did. I was surprised you didn't put the Eagles down. But AJ Brown, 156 yards, three <laughs> TDs, like one of the best performances in Eagles history, right? I mean, yeah, like he's. Yeah, he's the first Eagle to do what he did, um, period. So that's wild. It just shows you, like, uh, we've, I've said this, like, week after week, they find a different way to beat you every time. And it's like, all right, well, it's the Steelers. They're not going anywhere. Uh, props to TJ Watt for coming back off a torn peck, though. Like, that's mm-hmm. that's wild. wild. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, having him do that and it shows Jalen Hurts okay not gonna let Jalen Hurts run he didn't he wasn't very um they didn't give him a lot of opportunities to get out of the pocket and rush and that's something he's really good at that's all right all right you want me to throw I'll show you that I'm accurate enough to to win four touchdowns on the day like yep just it shows you like this this team's good man <laughs> this team's good I of course wanted to put them on there, but I'm just trying my hardest not to talk. That's just that's just it. I'm just trying to be humble in the situation. I don't want to be put in the same group as obnoxious Eagles fans. Uh, <laughs> I just don't like being in those groups. Like same when it comes to our our Yankee fans. Like I I know we don't put ourselves in a group. Uh, I've had a conversation with friends. It's if you're from New York and you hear obnoxious Yankee fans, you know where they're from. Um, so I'm not even going to go there, but you just know. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm trying to stay humble about it. I still think there's things that they can improve on. Jordan Davis just went down with a high ankle sprain and that was yeah. a huge, huge, uh, loss in my opinion that, that, you know, clogs up that middle stops that run. So I'm curious to see how that pans out, but all in all, there's seven to no, I'm super proud to see what happens. And I'm super proud of Jalen because I, even amongst Eagles fans, I can tell you, uh, in the conversations that I've had, I had to literally fight when Carson was gone. And Jalen, I was like, give him a chance. And no, like Carson's better, blah, blah, blah. I was like, give him a chance. We gave Carson a chance. Carson panned out for a little bit. We His record that he gave us, you know, we got to Super Bowl, but then you know, Carson's Carson. So I'm just going to let it all play out, Sam. That's enough for me there. Hey, man. Um, it's good. The team that the Eagles beat, <laughs> uh, and the team, the only team that beat this team, uh, the Vikings, are my other winner. Uh, they have quietly put together a six and one record because I'm gonna tell you right now. Anytime I turn on any sports platform, they're not talking about the Vikings and all of their rankings, top ten rankings. The Vikings are there in some capacity, but. They are not talking about the Vikings, and they continue to keep winning. And 
adding TJ Hawkinson as well to this offense that's already rolling. It's they also made a big coaching change over over the uh, off season. So change of scenery, everything's going. The offense is different uh, with the offensive minded coach. Like this is just they got something brewing over there. Um, Justin Jefferson's back to looking like himself again and has been for the last few weeks. Yeah, Vikings are looking pretty scary. Yeah, we, I mentioned it with the Hawkinson trade. Another uh, another piece for uh, Kirk Cousins and. I mean, this NFC NFC conference can. I mean, it's the Eagles, obviously, are first. Like, who else is really standing out in this? I mean, it's definitely the Vikings. 49ers have looked really good. I mean, I know they lost to the Chiefs last week, but Cowboys. Yeah, the Cowboys. Uh, it, it's, I mean, the Which pains the, me to say NFC South's not going to have a, a 500 uh, winner here. So I mean, it's definitely for the Vikings. Their Packers aren't don't look like a uh, a threat in that division at all. So like, yeah, no. it's it's no. it's very conceivable that they're in the championship game in the NFC for sure. Yeah, my uh, next winner is Dolphins. Not just for the trades we mentioned earlier, but you know, Tua man, just getting it done. Tyreek Hill. Jalen Waddle continuing continuing to put up huge numbers uh, for this team as well, and it's just it's impressive. Uh, they're they're just they're really good at football. That uh, yeah, they are. And Tyreek Hill is on a crazy pace right now. I saw um, from the Athletic that he's even though there's an extra game, he's on pace for 2,042 receiving yards, Jeez. which would top Calvin Johnson's single season record of about 1964 yards hmm. about a decade ago obviously again there's an extra uh game but he is he's getting like 120 yards a game on average which is just nuts so that whole uh you know Patrick Mahomes to a thing i mean <laughs> he's Tyreek's keeping up his end of the bargain with that at least they is. both are really yeah so yeah just impressive that the ways that the dolphins are winning these games for sure they are they are thoroughly thoroughly impressive um as i said earlier they didn't really skip a they didn't really skip a beat yeah they lost three games um and i'm sure they probably would have been still remaining at the top if two didn't go down but obviously his health was way more important um i'll just tell you one thing i know i know somebody that's very very happy and that is my father uh, being a diehard Dolphins fan. So I know he's super, super happy because we talk trash to each other every weekend. Um, and I just have to remind him my team's undefeated. And then he's the only one I really talk trash to because he's just my dad. Um, my other winner is the Niners. Uh, you go out and get CMC. Uh, you lose Trey Lance. You smartly or insanely keep Jimmy G, porn star Jimmy. Um, and you keep him here. Um and you are flourishing. Well, you're trending up because you're four and four. I can't say you're flourishing. You're 500. Uh, but they are trending up to where they could be a contender in that division. And honestly, it's going to be them or the Seahawks. And with what they have, the experience that they have, I definitely see the Niners getting it. I mean, that addition with CMC alone 
is is going to make them so much better because you have to think about him now too, um, along with Debo, uh, which Debo didn't even play this week. I know, I know. That's wild. Which says it says a lot about the Niners, but it also says a lot about the Rams, uh, which are not getting a lot uh, a mentioning of how terrible that they are. They clearly have a Super Bowl hangover, um, and it is what it is with that. But yeah, the Niners are out here balling, and uh, I'm curious to see how far they go. Yeah, you have to worry about CMC because he's the first player since LT in 2005 that has a passing touchdown, a receiving touchdown, and a rushing touchdown in the same game. Like, you got to worry about this dude literally Everywhere. out of the backfield throwing yeah. the ball now, too. Yep. You know, kudos to Kyle Shanahan. Again, I still think, like, it's a lot for a running back, but they're certainly in win-now mode. And in that vein, really quick, I, I forgot to mention this, why I like the Dolphins, too. Uh, the three first-round picks mm-hmm. that the Dolph, uh, the Niners traded to the Dolphins for Trey Lance for that draft pick has acquired the Dolphins, Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, and Bradley Chubb. <laughs> Those three guys for Trey Lance, who has played like four games at quarterback in the last two years. So kudos to, I forgot who the GM of the Dolphins is, but that's a, that's a trade, baby. That is. That I is. like it. So, um, yeah, but these Niners are looking good and they've been there before i mean i know have the rams that clearly have been there before too but you know if jimmy g can just stay consistent not throw the ball away you know not turn the ball over um you know this this team will certainly make an, a run in the the playoffs uh, my my last uh winner has to be the falcons just because they didn't lose that game <laughs> it's the panthers <laughs> That last second bomb from PJ, um, uh, what's his name? Washington? Mm-hmm. No, yeah. Um, to PJ, D- PJ Walker. PJ Walker, sorry. Yeah. PJ Walker to DJ Moore, bomb. And then Moore takes his helmet off. Like, you know, he didn't know where he was. Like, the game was over and uh, they get that penalty and, and whatnot. So just kudos to the Falcons for not losing that game. Yeah. After all, and yeah. for being in first place of a division at four and four, like props. You know, I'll, I'll get to it. My my next thing, but yeah, shout out, shout out to them. Um, might as well just go right into your your loser because you just already mentioned the other. The, yeah, the it's other DJ Moore and the Carolina Panthers. You can't lose that game, dude. You can't. No. I'm, am I happy that DJ Moore is now balling out again because Baker's not back there? Yes, my fantasy team is very happy. I have a lot of shares of DJ Moore, and he's been, you know, he's done pretty well the last two weeks. I think he'll do well next week, too. I'm banking on it. But you can't lose that game. You can't take your helmet off. The game was not over, and it just shows you, like, we've had some wild last-second wins this season. It just shows you it's literally not over until ticks down to zero, man. you got to play 60 minutes. Uh, So kudos to the Falcons. And I mean, the Panthers want to lose this game. I guess we want, you know, a top quarterback. But it, it's happy, uh, you know, nice to see that that Walker will be the, um, you know, quarterback this week too. I know Darnold's returning soon. If he hasn't already, I don't even know. I don't care if Donald comes back and PJ, his arm is is gold. Isn't uh, PJ Washington? PJ. A, 
yeah, PJ Washington, a basketball player for the Charlotte Hornets. Yep. Maybe that's what I, yep. yeah, that's what I did. Uh, anyway, go ahead. But go, PJ Walker, I just love his story of where oh, he great. was during the pandemic playing in the XFL to get here, get a chance because he was balling out there. Uh, he's just a good young quarterback, and I think he just really needs to get a fair shake. And this may be the fair shake that he gets. Give him his opportunity. He's already doing what he has to do. He doesn't look bad. Uh, he had a fair shake before and you know, as a backup um, and showing a little bit coming in for injuries. But if he this is this is the opportunity for him. So I hope he continues to flourish because he's a good looking young quarterback. So let's see what happens. Um, another team that has a good a good young quarterback, uh, but for some reason can't beat the Browns. Uh, which is evident as of yesterday on Monday Night Football or two days ago when you guys hear this, uh, with the Bengals losing 32-13 to 13 against the Browns, who don't have their starting quarterback um, and starting tight end and a couple other pieces. The Bengals, uh, they are seemingly also on a Super Bowl hangover, and they didn't even win. Um, so uh, I, know, I know our guy Chase is down, uh, but they still have a lot of good young pieces. I just don't quite know what's going on. Uh, Zach Taylor's their head coach, right? Uh, I, I'm curious of what he's scheming up over there and what he's thinking and game planning because the game plans don't look like that. And the Bengals, prior to this game, were starting to catch fire again, and then they just got trampled. Uh, so I'm not quite sure what they need to do, and I don't know if it's a now starting to build into a uh, – a mental block for Burrow not beating, you know, the Browns. I highly doubt that. But, yeah, I, I can't believe I'm seeing the Bengals not do this. But I also, to be fair, to be fair, last year we also did not see the Bengals ascending the way that they did. So maybe last year was a flash of what they could be, and it just fell in the way that it was supposed to be, and they're – now really where they need to be i don't know what it is but i guess we'll just have to wait and see yeah i don't i don't know if it's i don't think the Bengals aren't any good i think clearly they a lot of what they do depends on jamar chase yes you take the top off to be you know to get double coverage to to do all of that and he's not on the field and t higgins is a great receiver um, that he is but yeah, sometimes you just lose games. I guess sometimes you're just not in games. You know, I don't, I don't, I didn't even know about the the Browns hurdle for Burrow. I wasn't really paying attention. The I watched the Peyton Eli broadcast last night. wasn't really paying that much attention, but it it didn't come up for me. So I don't, I don't know if it's really in Joe Burrow's crawl. But you know, again, he hasn't beaten the Browns, and this is a Browns without Deshaun Watson. And it's it's the state of Ohio and all that. I don't know how big of a rivalry that is. I mean, the Bengals and Browns have been so bad for so long. Um, Battle for but, Ohio, yeah, man. There you, know? you go. But yeah, I I you know losing Chase is a bummer. But they have a buy sprinkled in there, and they didn't put him on IR. So you know, there's a chance that he'll even beat that four week timetable. And again, Jamar chasing points is banking on that. Great, great team name. Oh, Kudos to my friend Mike for come up, coming up with that. Okay, that's it. That's all I got. Yeah, okay. Oh, it's my well, turn. Yeah, it's your turn. <laughs> uh, Jerry Jones, you're my next loser. Look, I know the Cowboys won. I know the Cowboys looked really good. And that was really because Tony Pollard 
had like the best game a Cowboys running back has had since Zeke came into the league, like three touchdowns, 140 something yards. And it's just Jerry Jones saying like, we will go as far as Zeke will take us. I don't know if, if like clearly Zeke is conditioned to take all the snaps. He's that he's had a knee injury for the last three years. He was out this week with a knee injury. Do you are you saving Tony Pollard? Like Tony Pollard is like that secret weapon, like uh, in, in emergency break glass and use Tony Pollard. And are you saving him for the playoffs? Great idea. You got to get to the playoffs first. And I'm not entirely sure that Zeke, you know, is an every down back. And Tony Pollard still hasn't amassed 15 carries or touches in a game in his career. So can he even take that workload? Not sure. But he's really good at what he does. He's really quick. And I just think, I know you gave Zeke a lot of money, Jerry, and you don't want to look like an idiot, even though a lot of people think you're an idiot. But you got to give Tony Pollard more more touch than this. I mean. I think the, the reason why... Um... One is culture. Two is what Zeke does when it comes to blocking. Because Zeke is a better blocker in the backfield, which gives Dak oh, sure. more time, which cleans sure. that pocket out, right? So that's a huge thing. But to my first point of the locker room, like you're you're almost towards midseason, right? And you'd make a change like that. Like that's going to sway some people the wrong way, especially when you're in the hunt right now. Uh, to to get uh, to a win the division or even get into the playoffs, so I don't think they want to kind of mess that up. But to your point, Tony Pollard absolutely needs to get more touches. My fantasy team would absolutely thank <laughs> that for sure. For so, please do that too. Um, but yeah, that, I think that's that's where that lies. Um, my loser is uh, <laughs> a team that Sam and I are going to go see very very soon. Uh, and it's Sam's favorite team. It's the Jets. He had them last week. I have them this week. I put faith in you guys. I thought you guys were going to beat the Patriots. I said it was time. I, I said didn't. it was time. I know you didn't. And I should have listened to you because you're the resident Jets fan. And I know I listen to realistic fans of the fan base. But I didn't this time, Sam. And I should have. I apologize. Uh, but you allowed, especially you, Zach Wilson, allowed the game to go to the Patriots because the Patriots are not a better team than you. And you allowed them to look like a better team than you. You forced the ball, Zach Wilson on numerous occasions, passes that did not need to be made. It, you literally just let them walk in and take a game for no reason. And I just feel like, you know, the whole rumor of there's a Red Sox hat buried under a uh, home plate in Yankee Stadium, the new Yankee Stadium and stuff like that. I just feel like somebody buried. Huh? That's a rumor? Yeah. I've never heard of that. Yeah. The construction on the construction team that built the new Yankee Stadium, there is there was a lot of guys that were from Boston that were working on that, from my understanding of Red Sox fans. 
And the rumor is that they buried under Yankee Stadium, as you hear my dog over here, uh, buried under Yankee Stadium was a, is a uh, or home plate is a Red Sox hat. So that is the rumor. Did not know uh, that. Yeah, I don't know if that's no, if that actually holds any weight. But well, we won the two thousand nine World Series. Yes, after so. that stadium was built. So. so I appreciate that. So it might be good luck. So thank you. Um, but yeah, this clearly not clearly again. Not <laughs> again, the Patriots just seem to have. Uh, the, yeah, the Jets it's, number. It's, I said it last week. It's PTSD, man. That John Franklin Myers penalty was huge. You still got to play football after that, though. But Zach is really good at running around in the backfield. And I brought it up to our Jets chat, and I said, I don't know. Like, Zach sucks. Like, he's not very good right now. He's not seeing the field. He's not. He's just running around and throwing the ball away, but he was also given no time to run. That's why he's running around like an idiot back there. But when you're throwing the ball away, Zach, throw the ball away. Like you're trying to be like, at least he knows when he has to now, which is an improvement from last year. But like he's throwing it to the other team when he's supposed to just throw it out of bounds. And three, I know you had 350 yards last week. That's really good to see. They kind of, let the training wheels come off because they had to because Brees is, is hurt now. But you can't throw three picks and you can't throw picks like that. You gotta you gotta protect the football. Um again, there was some like he threw a bomb to Garrett Wilson where he was in the ran a bootleg, like looked great, but like there's not enough of that. And I'm really just concerned as a Jets fan, if we have our quarterback, I'm not like in I'm not hitting a panic button. But you, you got to protect the ball there, man. I I mean, that's I guess that's always the number one gripe with mobile young quarterbacks. It's protecting the ball, getting sure. down, knowing when to throw the ball away. Like it's the same narrative all the time, whether it's a white or black quarterback. Um, same thing over and over again. So I just truly hope because uh, I, I told you I have super faith in him. I just I'm curious to see what how this pans out. Um, but yeah. Your your next loser, Sam. Oh, it's my turn again. Hey, I have the Packers. It's lacking over here. Packers for a couple reasons. They come into this game against Buffalo. It's Aaron Rodgers' like largest point differential in Vegas as a starter ever. It was like ten and a half was the number. Like, okay, they're gonna get beat. We all knew they were gonna get beat. But then Jair Alexander, who's one of the better defensive backs in this league. You have to go chirping to Stefan Diggs. Like, clearly the Bills are going in one direction and the Packers are going in another one. They don't they don't need that. They don't need the billboard material. And you don't need to be running your mouth when you've lost that many games in a row. And then on a side note, I was really just thinking about this receiving core as Romeo Dobbs caught a, a nice touchdown. And it kind of brought me back to the Jordan Love trade. You you traded up to draft Jordan Love in one of the richest wide receiver drafts of all time. You traded up. Let's look at the wide receivers that went ahead of Jordan Love really quick. This was the uh, Joe Burrow, Chase Young, Jeff Kuda draft. Tua was in there, Justin Herbert, right? So the first wide out was Henry Ruggs. Okay, well, I'm not going to mention him again on this podcast. Jerry Judy. C.D. Lamb, 
Justin Jefferson, Jalen Rager is in there. Okay. You trade up with Miami to the 26th pick. The two wide receivers that went at the top of the second round were Michael Pittman and T. Higgins. Who is on this team that is helping Aaron Rodgers, aside from Aaron Jones? You could say Aaron Jones is the best offensive player, skill player, I don't know, in like the whole division. He's really good. He's up there. He's not, I mean, he's not beating Justin Jefferson, but he's he's right up there. Any team would love to have Aaron Jones in your backfield. But he's also gonna be your leading receiver. It's crazy. Like it's it's kind of like a, a Belichick thing, a Patriot thing, where he had so many bad drafts for so long that after a while you just can't sustain the amount of success because you're making dumb picks. And this was an opportunity that even if you drafted like someone like Jalen Rager, like see what you got. They didn't even try. They tried to replace Aaron Rodgers in 2020. And here it is 2022. And it just shows you that even though Devontae Adams only caught one pass for three yards last week, he still, he, he misses him. And when you're relying on Randall Cobb, who's now hurt, to be your like safety blanket, it's not a winning winning uh, formula in 2022. So the P- Packers are on my hate list this week, loser list, whatever it is. Yeah, well, they're on a lot of people's loser list, and uh, I know I keep hearing a lot of praise for for Aaron and what he's doing right now. But I mean, I put him right in the forefront of this. Yeah, he's still slinging the ball, but. This this team, I, I blame the Packers front office. I know they like to develop wide receivers, but you have Aaron Rodgers. I'd be out here trying to get every veteran that can make a difference for Aaron Rodgers because this guy won the MVP two years in a row, right? Like, yes, I, I know Aaron Rodgers has been super indecisive in the past couple of years, even while winning MVP, right? Uh, I know he's always... Uh, immersed in controversy for for many different reasons uh but you have an arm talent like that a a once in a generational arm and considered to be one of the best uh quarterbacks in the history in the history of the nfl and you have him and you're wasting him like i'd have been on the phone for every potential wide receiver veteran i would have tried to get amari cooper when dallas is getting rid of him I'd be on the phone with OBJ. I would have been in in the in the midst for trying to get uh, Stefan Diggs when he was was let go. You know, yeah, I'd have been trying. I'd have been out here trying to get all these type of players to go with that. Imagine Aaron Rodgers with Stefan Diggs. Like that is absolutely insane to me. Like to think that the Packers are just like you know what, that's fine. Our history says that you know we're just gonna keep doing that. The Packers history is like the yankees history that they just keep living in the past and what their historical uh foundation is and we're not going to change that and keep up with the competition so we're just going to keep looking like idiots even though we got star people here and we don't know what's going to happen to them we're just going to waste them away and not do certain things sorry sam i had to bring the yankees in but no, God dude, damn it, it's, it's, just, it, it's it's just what they do. Like keep up with the times because then you're going to be behind and then your franchise, historical franchise is going to be behind. And everybody's going to be looking like what is going on because everybody expects a lot from you and every team has a drop back and they currently 
are having that. And again, you're wasting years with a guy like this. And you can make the, that's a great point, man. And you can make the case too, that in 2020, you didn't know what Aaron Rodgers was going to yes. do. But that, those rumblings, unless they knew otherwise, didn't really start until Jordan Love was drafted. Yes, yes. And you still had Devontae on that Jordan Love team. Again, you put an average quarterback with a talent like Devontae with Aaron Jones, with A.J. Dillon. You know, that's, that's you know, that will help. But Shit, prime example. What did the Patriots do? They drafted Jimmy G. Jimmy G came in, started balling a couple of times while, you know, while uh, Tom was is injured and stuff like that, he looked good. People are calling for Jimmy G to be the next guy over Tom. Yeah, and they got a what second for him. They drafted him in the second. They got but, a second for But him. what did the Patriots do? They traded Jimmy G away and kept Tom, right? But then you keep Tom, right? You did the you did the right thing to keep the, the goat there. But then you don't go out and get the guys to have Tom throw to, right? Tom goes yeah. to the Bucks. They go out and get pieces that he asked for, he wants, and they build the things that he wants, and you don't do that. Now, I'm not yeah, saying delay down your... Brown, you get Fournette. You, yeah. You I'm not saying Gronk you go out... And... Yes, you don't go and lay down to the guy, but when you have the arguably greatest quarterback of all time, and he's saying, hey, go get this guy for me, you go get that guy for them. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you, if you want to win, you want that guy to be that, and like, because at the end of the day, like, you know you went and told us to go get that guy and you didn't do anything. Like, it's not on us. It's on you now. Right. right. So yeah, it is what it is. And I'll end it with, I mean, that's a perfect way to, to, to go and end this, which is my last loser is the bucks. Uh, I know there's been a lot of trials and tribulations that have been going on with Tom. We'll get to that later. Um, but the bucks do not look right. And I, I'm, I'm sick to my stomach, uh, to see that, they're not really panning out to be what we thought they were going to be. The defense, <laughs> it's it's not what we thought it was going to be. Offense is is non-existent. Um, it's it's there, but I mean, you have Julio Jones, wide receiver, who is not Julio anymore. Um, Mike He's Evans not even is, on the field anymore. Yeah, well, yeah, that's that. He was there this week. But, yeah, I know. and he scored a touchdown, but that did nothing. Um, Chris Godwin is is working back from an injury, which is going to be a a great addition when he's back. He is uh, back. The, he's the only cons- the only consistent thing is Mike Evans outside of that suspension, and you don't yep. have Gronk anymore. Yep. Right? You didn't take the the steps to to get another tight end to fill in for Gronk. Like you just kind of go out and get Kyle Rudolph. I think they went and got is is the tight end there, right? We and drafted Kate Otten too. Yeah, yeah. So I I feel bad for Todd Bowles because I really like Todd Bowles as a coach. Like I feel that, and with the Jets, I mean, you can say what you have to say about that. I would be curious, but. I feel like he didn't get a full fair shake there, and I feel like he's currently not getting a fair shake here. Uh, and it's unfortunate. It was just the team is just not doing this, and it's his first year. So, uh, yeah, they just got to get it together. I, I think they have a chance, but they they still have a chance to win this division, which is crazy with me saying all of this. They still have a chance to win this division because that division is absolutely terrible. So just think about that. I, I'll we'll just leave that. The Bucks still have a chance to win that division because they still have Tom. And oh, yeah. And that division sucks. So they still have a chance of making it to the playoffs in a wild card capacity or whatever it may be. 
Yeah, no, I'm. I mean, good point, but it's just it's hard. It's the whole the whole Patriots thing too. Get you know, get rid of a guy early a year earlier than too late, and you know, Bill wanted to make that movie get rid of Tom, and it. I mean, it doesn't really look good on Bill either because the year he got rid of him, he um, you know, they won a Super Bowl. So, but you have to continue to support. Um, yeah support your guys there and, and your team. I, yeah, they could easily still be in this, but they need to start winning games. And as for Todd Bowles, I mean, we barely missed the playoffs his first year there. That um, I think we were nine and seven had a really good team that the roster just got worse and worse every year under Mike McCagnan. And I don't really even have an opinion on Todd Bowles. I know he's a hell of a coordinator. He showed it in Arizona. He showed it, you know, defensively at times, with um with the off uh the defense there in new york and you know clearly we know how good his defense was in tampa bay but you know there are certainly questions about personnel but it's really hard to to tell and the same thing goes to our packers point it's really hard to tell your franchise the guy who sold you all these tickets and has the legacy and is going to can no you know it's just it's just it's a hard thing. You know, the Saints yeah. live and die, but when Drew Brees was going to hang it up, if Drew Brees was going to play another year, they'd probably find a way to make that work, even though he couldn't physically play another year. It's just it's just one of these things. It's it, it happens. And you get a certain amount of clout when you're when you're, you know, legendary like that. But I don't know. <laughs> Honorable mention time of teams that didn't quite make the list, but still suck. Mine really quick. The Jaguars in London lost to the Broncos. You can't lose that game. You can't, you can't Trevor Lawrence throwing those picks. You just can't, man. That's all I got. Russ made sure to say in the post game interview, uh, Broncos country, let's ride. Uh, he sure, sure took that chance. Um, and props probably- to Justin Tucker and the Ravens. Did you see that video? Oh my After, gosh. Uh, Justin Tucker had me dying. That uh, was great. Oh yeah. Shout out to him. The one of the only, he's going to be one of the only, there's going to be four Hall of Famers soon in in the uh, uh, four Hall of Fame kickers in the in in the NFL soon. He's going to be one of them, and then Adam Vinatieri, when his time comes, he's going to be one too. Because there's only two right now, from my understanding. So he'll be one of the four. Um, my mine is the Raiders because Josh McDaniels sucks. Um, <laughs> you sucked as the Broncos. You disguised that. You went to the Patriots. Had Tom. You suck because with all those pieces that they have there, I have no idea how you're losing. Um, it's got to be the coach and the game planning. But you know, whatever. Let's just waste Las Vegas. You know where people would love to go to to watch a team play. Um, let's just lose that opportunity and make it a lackluster place. Um, yeah. with it, whatever. There's nothing that Josh McDaniels is doing right now that makes him look like a genius. This offensive guru genius that we thought he was. <laughs> they got shut out by the the um, the Saints. Like they got shut out. They didn't score yeah. a point. Thanks for that, Andy Dalton. Thanks, and man. and Kamara ran on ran all over him. He's, I mean, Kamara is a special talent when he's healthy, that and is. he's he's finally healthy this year, which is good. This is the eighth time since two thousand that they've been shut out, moving them into fifth in the century. 
the Dolphins and Browns have been shut out 13 times since 2000, and the Jets and Bengals have been shut out 10 times. Mm-hmm. Then it's the Raiders. That's not company you really want to be in. No, it's not. It's just terrible. Um, and that has been our winners and losers of this week. Um, Sam, let's go into our week nine picks, man. Man, this is going to be really interesting. Mm-hmm. Thursday night football is uh, Eagles and Texans, right? And that's also Philly Houston's also the World Series. Um right. So it's yep. it's gonna get weird, right? <laughs> yep. It's just Philly against Houston the just the whole week leading up to that. So that's yeah, it's very, very interesting. Uh who you got? i I'm pretty sure I know. But next. Yeah. Uh Eagles were for those that were aware. Uh, Bills at Jets. Sam and I will be at that game. We will be doing a live podcast. No, we won't. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> not at all. Uh, we'll be enjoying ourselves, but we'll be at that game. Uh, I'm. I feel bad for Sam because he's going to be at the game to watch his favorite team lose to uh, in division rivals. Hayes is like a couple months ago. You want Jets? You want to go to Jets game? I'm like. Uh, Okay, because you know I didn't expect us to be any good, and he's like, "It's against the Bills," and I'm like, "Ah, oh, great!" <laughs> like I'm gonna be drunk and leave the game by like the fourth quarter because it's gonna be they're gonna put in a what's his name the backup Josh Allen's backup. Um, uh, I don't even know who his backup is. No, he was the, the Washington Commanders guy who played with Denver. He's been everywhere. Uh, why can't I? Think? Oh, uh, is it? Uh... Chase, not Chase McDaniels. The, um, I know who you're talking about, but he's he's funny as hell. He was uh, he led yeah, the Vikings, yeah. led the Vikings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Why am I going blank? I know exactly. I have a sports podcast. Why can't I name this? Uh, guy? Yeah, well, yeah. But anyway, yeah, um, yeah. He's going to be in the game in the fourth quarter as the Bills just beat all over the Jets. Um, but yeah, we'll have a good time. Follow our Instagram at Chase Points Podcast. Chase Keenum. Case Keenum. There you go. Uh, follow our Instagram. We'll be uh, we'll be on it, having some fun. That's for sure. Chargers Falcons. We both have the Chargers, but I think it's going to be a closer game. I I I went back and forth in my head. I too. almost wanted to pick the Falcons, and which is really sad. But you know how much I am down on this Chargers team. Um, and you're really you know you're able to throw all over this Atlanta defense. As you know, as PJ Walker showed last week, but so ho- hopefully Herbert fixes, you know, adjusts and and gets back, yeah, to where he can be. But yeah, I'm gonna go with the Chargers. Agreed. Both uh, have the Patriots going. Uh, Colts at the Patriots. Sorry, I cut you off. No, you're fine. Um, yeah. We both have the Patriots. Uh, Patriots looks like they're starting to, you know, kind of get their their bearings. Starting to, uh, even though they still suck. Uh, the Colts just suck worse. Um, so I got Pats because I don't. Who's the the quarterback for the the Colts right now? Is their backup? Sam Ellinger. Yeah, don't trust him. Um, so yeah, Patriots. It is. Uh, Dolphins at Bears. We have the Dolphins. Hmm. <laughs> we have the Dolphins. I think that's a pretty easy one for both of us. But here's one that we are split on: Packers at Lions. Uh, who you got, Sam? Packers, Lions. I'm going to Lions, man. And I got, I, I got go pack go. Yeah, that's fair. I don't, I don't even care. Like, why do you have the Lions? I don't know. 
I just maybe I'm just down on the Packers. Fair down on the lines too. That's fair. I need to we I, we need to break this up. We've had every pick the same so far. So, well, I mean the next one I'll go with what I originally wanted to go to, what my gut told me to go with. Um, Panthers and Bengals. We both have the Bengals, but I'm going to go with the Panthers because. Oh, okay. Because why th- do you have the Panthers? PJ, PJ, uh, interim head coach, new energy running uh they're since they they fired rule they've had some different type of energy they could have just won this game on sunday uh obviously stupid things happened uh but they have been in these games and won the game ever since they got rid of rule so they, it's a different team so i'm just gonna go with uh panthers okay yeah i, I like the Bengals. i mean Completely understandable. I definitely would do that. Uh, we're also split on this next one, Raiders at Jags. Uh, Sam has the Raiders. I have the Jags. Why do you have the Raiders? I don't know. I just <laughs> want it to be different, and I don't really trust either team right now. That's fair. Uh, I just, again, wanted to be different from you. So That's fair. No uh, conviction. I went with the Jags because I think they still have a, a great head coach. Um Super Bowl winning head coach, might I add. Uh, but they also have a national champion as, as a quarterback. And Travis Etienne uh, emerged in this last game, even though they lost, having the full duties and showing what he could be. My fantasy team appreciates that as well. Uh, but uh, I, I think that's why the Jags win, and I still don't trust shady-ass Josh McDaniel. So, uh, he had 100 yards at halftime, dude. Yep. He was absolutely barreling over people. So um, Vikings at Commanders, we both have the Vikings, and that was pretty easy. I think that was a no-brainer. But uh, Taylor Heineke, I would love to see him get some purple and white Jordans. So that's all I'm going to say with that one. I would would be okay with that. Um, Seahawks and Cardinals, at the beginning of the season – before they played a game, I would have definitely said the Cardinals, but it ain't the beginning of the season. It's definitely Seahawks, and Sam also went Seahawks as well. Props to – I thought uh, DeAndre Hopkins was not going to be as good as he has been. So, like, props to that. He's looked like the vintage Hopkins. Nuke is nuke, and he's going to ball out no matter what. That one-handed end zone, that one-handed yeah. touchdown catch is just, just nuke. He's got hands. Um, and his story is crazy too, with his mother being yeah. fine. If you don't know about that, yeah. you should definitely look that up. Um, Rams and Buccaneers, we're split here. So this is a uh, Super Bowl. No, it was a NFC uh, championship uh, rematch. From last year, yeah. Was it last year or the year before? Last year, they last beat year. the uh, they beat right. the Bucks. Yeah, that's right. Um. I have the Bucks. Sam has the Rams. I have the Bucks because I believe that the Bucks, Tom is not going to lose four in a row. Um, there's no way Tom is going to lose four in a row. And if he does, good Lord, I can't wait to see what's going to happen in, in the media throughout the week. Um, that's why I chose them. Why did you pick the Rams, sir? I have no conviction with this, especially traveling across the country. I have no idea, dude. I really don't know. That's fair. That's fair, yeah, because I don't – I mean, I don't trust the Rams right now. They, I don't know what's going on over there, but goodness gracious, I don't – yeah. Um, Sunday night football game, uh, Titans at Chiefs. We both have the Chiefs, but 
I can go out on a limb and probably speak for both of us and say that we both know this is probably going to be a tight game. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, I think so. Game. I mean, especially if Derrick Henry is going to play the way yeah. Derrick Henry's playing. Uh, I would say, though, if Malik Willis is back there, the Titans have no shot. You never, and I like Malik Willis. You never know. The youngin might pull it out because we threw seen... ten times last week. He had negative fantasy points. Yeah, I just it doesn't seem like uh, uh, the head coach li- likes him very much right now. Yeah, um, they haven't fully committed to him yet. Give him the uh, Rable Ferrari. Yeah, but yeah, no, I I like the Chiefs in this game. They're just they're different. Agreed. Um, Monday Night Football: Ravens Saints. Uh, for Eagles draft pick purposes, Ravens, but I also think uh, Ravens are a way better team than the Saints. Actually, I know they're a way better team than the Saints. So, uh, yeah, let's let's go Ravens. And Sam also chose the Ravens as well. So that is our picks for the week. Uh, I will now get into my top 10 of the week. So at, starting at number 10, uh, we have the Niners, who are 4-4 four and four, uh, after the CMC pickup. The team is kind of turned around. Uh, you can start to see what their offense is, is potentially could be, which is you're going to have to play a guessing game throughout this whole uh, game. And with Kyle Shanahan being one of the one of the, just the game planning masterminds of, of the game and learning from his father, uh, you're in for a long day. Uh, and just having Jimmy G back there, uh, being able to orchestrate this team, knowing the guys, it makes it way easier there. Uh, at number nine, I they were my winner this week. One of my winners this week, uh, the Seahawks, who are five and three. Uh, Gino, as I said, balling out. Uh, I, I love the moment that Gino went to Tyler Lockett after he threw the ball and Tyler Lockett dropped it. He went over to him the sideline, looked him straight in his face, and was like, "Don't worry, I got you." And came back to him following drive and threw a bomb to him. Um, Gino's playing out of his mind. Seahawks are playing out of their mind. Uh, good for them. Uh, at eight, just said they were going to win the Monday night football game. The Ravens five and three, uh, adding Roquan Smith should help that defense, uh, cause they need the help. Uh, it's not, like I said, the traditional Raven defense that I knew and, and feared, uh, put fear in other teams, but it's still serviceable. And with Lamar Jackson, also thank you for the fantasy points. Uh, he can do pretty much anything, and he keeps proving that too. He's another one that's on that list of quarterbacks who are just shutting people up uh, this year by going out and do that. You, you anonymous uh, defensive coordinators and whoever else want to talk your stuff, you can kick all the rocks in the world. Uh, number seven, Dolphins, who are also five and three. As I mentioned earlier, Tua being out. Uh, I know their record probably would have been better, uh, but the way that he's been absolutely playing and that offense has been clicking, they were down this week, and they came back and won that game uh, just throwing bombs. And Tyreek Hill is a guy that they considered to only be, when he first came in the league, a special teams guy. Well, your assessment was wrong there. Um, six, the Titans, uh, as I mentioned, five and two. They're probably about to be five and three at the end of this week. Um Going against the Chiefs, uh, I'm really, really curious to see what this team looks like with Malik because I do, I think Sam and I both agree that he is the future of this team. Uh, I do, yeah. I do think he's way better than Ryan Tannehill, but he's also really, really young. Um, so it'll take some time. Allow him to grow, Titans. Please do not just put him to the side. It's hard. It's hard to. Do, uh, we talked about this last week or two weeks ago too. It's hard for the Titans to do that. 
when they could easily win this division. True. Very, very true. Very, very true. And and Malik needs presumably needs a lot more work than than some quarterbacks coming into the league just because of the conference he played in and he's, you know, bit of a raw raw passer. So but yeah, totally I like the long term perspective of the guy for sure. Agreed. Agreed. Um Vikings, uh number five, six and one. Uh, have since that loss, uh, they have done nothing but win close games, uh, blown out blowouts, whatever. They've they've also shown that they can win in multiple ways. At the end of the day, a W is a W. Uh, the Vikings are doing what they have to do. They already have uh, the head to head over the Packers at this point in time. They just need one one more, and they they're going to cruise to winning that division. Uh, but uh, Kirk Cousins, who has been pretty much a laughing stock of the league for quite some time, uh, is not getting those laughs that he once got before. Let's just put it that way. Um, at four, uh, the team that everybody loves to hate because all media sources just love to talk about them. But this year and last year, for good reason, they actually have a really, really solid team. Dak looked better this week uh, after coming. This is the second game back. Uh, they played the Bears. Um, again, they don't make their own schedule, but they played the Bears, and they did what they're supposed to do. They But the defense did allow the Bears to come back a couple of times, which – was a little sketchy you got to put them away especially with the caliber of players that they have on their team um especially with digs back there uh running in the backfield like that's and then the secondary he's the general there and that should happen in micah as well um i do love micah because i'm a penn state guy i just i'm curious to see what happens when he puts some more weight on because those tackles that he hits people with they're gonna they're gonna hurt um three chiefs they're also five and two uh but the Chiefs, as they thought or people thought that they weren't going to do, and this is a trade that we didn't talk about, uh, Tradarius uh, Tony, right? His last name? Yep. Um, picking him up. I have a funny feeling he's going to ball out when he gets here uh, to the Chiefs. Uh, so they add another piece, but they're winning without Tyreek Hill, which people said it was going to affect them, as Sam alluded to earlier. Uh, they just keep balling. Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. Andy Reid is big red for a reason and is a winning coach. And over and all, he's going to do what he can do. Isn't it funny how your hamstring just magically heals when you get traded to a team? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, can't really blame him. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. Giants fans are going to hate that. But, uh, yeah, uh, I don't know why I took the Giants all the way off. I shouldn't have took them all the way off. I actually should have the... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just revise something real quick. I'm going to put the Giants at 10. Um, they did lose to the Seahawks, which I called, but I'm going to put them at 10 because they still have I, a great record. The Niners need to be on there, man. I it's know they do, but, I mean, they're 4-4. Four and four. The Giants have a better record. Um, what are you doing it by record? Are you doing it by... <sighs> it, I sw- it's, it's in my head. I mean... I'll just leave it where it is. Uh, <laughs> they're they're eleven. They're right there at eleven. Anyway, two honorable mention. Yes, two Bills, six and one. Um, they they also allowed the Packers to to stay around way too long for the type of team that they have um, this week. But they keep showing that they are the the top of the class, and when it comes to the AFC, uh, they are the team to beat. And then number one. Because they're undefeated, uh, the Eagles seven and zero. They continue, as Sam mentioned, to beat you in many different ways, shapes, and forms. Um, 
they have a couple losses on the the defensive front, but added one. Um, Jordan Davis is going to be out for a little bit. I wouldn't be surprised if he got you know a shot before the game and tried to play, and they wrapped it up. But we'll see. Um, but yeah, they just picking up AJ Brown was the biggest move that they did, and because that just changes everything for them. A guy that is big, that plays big, but also is elusive. It's it's really really cool to see. I'm happy. Can't you tell? Um, so that is my top 10 of the week. Yeah. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, do you want to jump right into the NBA? Hey, we got a lot of stuff going on. There's still a lot of podcast love. Let's move this thing along. Uh, hey, last week, you asked me if mm-hmm. the then one and two Brooklyn Nets should fire their head coach, Steve Nash. And I said, pump the brakes, homeboy. Way too soon on that. It's been three games. Well, lo and behold, Nostra Hayes strikes again. Steve Nash has been canned. <laughs> Mutually agreed to leave, apparently, according to GM Sean, Sean Marks. Uh, Steve Nash is no longer the head coach of your Brooklyn Nets, Hayes. There's a lot to unpack here. Well, the floor is yours. Uh, as I said last week, I knew this was coming. They never talked about it in the media. I just, if you've watched sports, uh, just as much as me or longer than me, you should, especially if it's your team, but it doesn't even have to be your team. The writing should be on the wall. This offseason, KD said that he wanted Sean Marks gone, the GM, and he wanted Steve Nash gone. So that was the ultimatum. Well, you're not going to get rid of Sean Marks because Sean Marks is out here pulling in you and Kyrie's of the world and James Harden's and making all these moves, Ben Simmons, to get pieces and put them around it. He's doing all the things that he can do to get the people and put them in place. So the owner, Josiah, is not going to get rid of him. So you want Steve Nash gone. How do you get rid of Steve Nash? You play terrible. You, you don't do what you know that you can do. There's no way that the Brooklyn Nets have only won two games, two and five, with that roster all right now people are probably gonna say well the lakers just won their first game the other day yeah lebron is super aging um but lebron is still the best player on that team you got mr glass on that team and then who else do you have right but for the nets i can't I, I was happy because I knew this was going to happen, and I never wanted Steve Nash to be the head coach. Sam and I have talked about that. I've talked about this to a nauseating extent on here and out, off the podcast that I never thought Steve Nash would be that. But I can't get shoot KD and Kyrie the bail because they also were the two people talking about they didn't need a head coach. Um, really? So you think the Golden State Warriors don't need a head coach? They won multiple rings. You need a head coach. It's a part of what happens here. So I think they started off too soon. I, it's, I kind of put the, the nets and how they've started off so far as in the, uh, the LeBron, you know, we're not going to win one ring. We're going to win two ring, you know, the whole decision stuff. I'm putting that in the, the missteps that could still turn into something uh, and still win rings because they have enough talent. Um, but Nash uh, and the games that he's lost, literally taking things, throwing it down the tunnel, being pissed off, uh, getting ejected from games multiple times, 
the team just team wasn't there for him. And I also don't think he's a great coach. I think he could be a great coach because he's one of the greatest basketball minds, period, on the court. I think he could be a, a great coach, but he needed to start on the bench of somebody's team, not go straight to the head coach. Yeah. And that, that was, was a big that mistake. Was a stretch, man. Yeah. Um Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I I just think you need some reps sometimes before you just get thrown in there. I, I will say I really like how Sean Marks and Steve Nash kept alluding to all the challenges yeah. that Nash has faced over the last couple of years. I th- I thought that was subtle. Um, I wouldn't go to my company and and tell them that you know uh, all the uh, all the challenges that I endured uh, have set me back. You know how quick you'd be fired. <laughs> like what? Uh, yeah. Okay. This is. Uh, I mean, yeah, you may have kind of answered it, but. I mean, to date, right? Like, who's at fault in in Brooklyn in your eyes? It can't just all be on Everyone. a rookie head coach. Everyone, because if you're if you're Katie and Kyrie, and you're you're Katie and you're Kyrie, and you come in and you have this about you, this moxie about you, or this this. Uh, arrogance of you that you you know you don't need a coach we're that good we don't need a coach you've never played basketball in your whole entire career without a head coach (laughs) so just to say that no team has played without a head coach that's blasphemous let's just let's just put it that way so that's where the blame starts obviously last year Kyrie as we mentioned on numerous occasions has the choice of not getting vaccinated but that truly affected the team Katie did all that right the first year they had Katie Katie didn't play because of his Achilles injury, right? You get him back, he's not fully KD, so you're still losing time there. You get James Harden, James Harden's there for a little bit, James Harden doesn't want to be there anymore, he leaves. You trade a whole bunch of pieces away, uh, which include uh, Jared Allen, uh, Chris LeVert, uh, Karis LeVert, excuse me. Um, so I think it's, it's, it's A, it's the player empowerment movement is a problem in this situation, the players, but then also, the front office because you don't have to give these players the power right you don't have to if they sign a contract they're your your players yes they can obviously do what they just did to steve nash which is okay we're just not going to play good and buy right but then steve nash literally did not game plan any offense it was literally okay we're going to run uh iso pick and roll with kd uh or we're gonna we're gonna run iso with kd iso with kyrie we're gonna run pick and roll with kd kyrie and everybody just stand around and if they can't get a shot off we're just gonna pass it to you um the one person i don't blame is uh sean marks that's the one person i don't blame in this situation because he went out and got these pieces and have, has yeah. gotten role players so on and so forth. I, he's the only one in that organization that i do not blame for anything Every every GM in the league wanted KD and Kyrie on yeah. their team two years ago, three years ago, and he made it happen. Can't blame him. Done deal, done deal. So, yeah, I, that's who I fault. Um, so so next steps here. The rumors are, according to Woj and and now other sources, that a deal is pretty much could be imminent. And by the time you wake up in the morning and you're listening to our podcast, who knows? It could be finalized, but. Uh, Boston Celtics suspended head coach. And again, the Celtics suspended him themselves, not the league. Ime Adoku could be the new head coach of 
the Nets uh, very soon. It sounds imminent almost, uh, according to Woj. And, and Jacques Vaughn will take over the team in the interim. But your thoughts? Uh, it looks like the Celtics are just ready to give Ime away. Um, they didn't seem too pleased with him throughout this process of suspending him. But uh, what do you expect? I'm assuming Ime will will coach as soon as this year. I have I didn't really read up on it, but what are your thoughts on uh? Well, while we, while we did this podcast and started doing this, um, Sean Marks, they he was questioned after, I guess, the presser and asked if they already have because the rumors were they're going to sign Ime Doku in 24 to 48 hours. Marks, of course, downplayed it and said um, that's that's not the case at all. Um, that's I tampering, do, too. He can't answer Yeah, I know he much. can't. I know he can't. Um, but I, I he knows what he wants to do. And also with the Celtics, they made it – clear that they didn't know if they were going to bring him back at all, but they've been very open that he can look. And if he found some other basically saying that we're not going to bring you back. So if you can find another job, that's fine. We're going to keep you if we have to. Um, but otherwise just don't do that. So this is a, yeah, I, I have a whole nother thing on that. And I still want to know more about it, but I have a whole nother thing on that. We'll save it for another day. Um, but it's either him or, or Dan Quinn. I'm just really happy that Jock Vaughn gets the opportunity to be the interim head coach. On, he's been on a, a, a bench uh, for quite some time and is, is a phenomenal coach uh, being there. So I'm happy that he gets an opportunity to to run the team and be the interim head coach until they get there, a new head coach. So super happy for him. That's that's one of the one of the pluses for me out of this whole situation. So shout outs to him. Um, Quinn Schneider, the former head coach of the Jazz. Yeah, I said Dan. I said Dan. Quinn. Dan Quinn. Yeah, Dan Quinn. Mm-hmm. Yep, the okay. defensive coordinator yeah. for the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. He'd probably do a better job at he Probably would. Yeah, that's yeah. Good, good question. They play defense. I mean, they would play defense, which they absolutely need, but you know. Um Hey, uh <laughs> I didn't even want to talk, even with Kyrie being Kyrie and all of that stuff from over the summer and last year. And again, Kyrie's in the news again. I didn't even want to talk about this week because I'm just tired. I'm tired of Kyrie. I'm tired of Kyrie thinking he's smarter than everybody because he reads and he watches documentaries like we all do. But it, it certainly needs to be said. He uh, he promoted recently a documentary, and I don't even know what the name of it was. I didn't even read up on it because it kind of just the headlines sickened me and again this is coming off all of the fallout of kanye west last week again yeah uh someone that we didn't even want to talk about and we didn't talk about last week but all of this backlash from kanye and rightfully so i'm not i did i did on yeah that was a great love of hype so definitely check that out yeah i was going to mention that too you and uh you and the boys at for the love of hype podcast uh broke that down pretty well so check that podcast out if you're interested in that but um for sure here you know here's Kyrie promoting an anti-semitic documentary on Twitter at some point last week in the way again in the wake of of everything else going on and uh what really stuck out to me uh, you know Josiah was quickly to say you know we don't stand by this and I'm going to talk to Kyrie but Kyrie after a loss to the Patriots uh the Pacers and that press conference, I think it was like 10 minutes long, where he just went up there and basically it was like, because you're part of the media, you don't know blank about anything. And like just being so combative 
and not understanding what he did or why it was wrong. And he was more of saying, like, here's the other side to a story. I want to promote that side to the story. But he's not even saying, like, the, the media members were basically saying, you were promoting it. And he's like, I wasn't, I'm not promoting anything. It's like, Kyrie, promotion doesn't just mean you get paid for something and you use your platform to then spread the news of what you're being paid for. It's not a sponsorship. You have you have a platform of millions of people that follow you on Instagram, social media, whatever. And you are saying, by tweeting something, this is what I watched. I don't even know what the tweet said, so I don't want to be completely ignorant to it. But you're basically co-signing something when you tweet it out to millions of people. You know that you are a rock star in this league. You are an idol in this league to a lot of kids that want to play basketball, that look up to you. And if you're saying, I don't have a platform, who am I? I don't have a platform. I'm not promoting anything. This is the same guy who took, was willing to just sacrifice his career for his platform to promote the injustices of what he saw people having to be vaccinated. So he was willing to to lay on that sword, for lack of a better phrase, to promote that with his platform. And he's just being completely arrogant to the idea that, you know, supporting something so vile like that is is okay. I, it, it was, I watched that whole thing 10 minutes. I the, read the transcript if you're interested. I'm not, I was thinking about reading some of it to you. Hayes, I don't have the energy. It's disgusting. Kanye is disgusting. I know you broke down. You know, I listened to it. You did a great job, but uh, on your own, your other pod, but your your thoughts on on this whole situation with Kyrie. So, I'm I I respect your stance and what you said there, and I I agree with with you for sure. It's not me going against you, but I'm gonna. I'm going to go from a different angle and sure. the angle from this. So the, the documentary film is called Hebrews and Negroes wake up uh, to black America. Okay. Um, and understanding the historical relevance of, I don't even have to see the documentary. I, I pretty much, I'm sure I understand where this is going of the relationship uh, between uh, Jewish people and, and African Americans in the United States and knowing the history from back to Israel to hear. Uh, there's been debates about black Israelites. If you don't understand or, edu- or or about this, you can educate yourself on all of this. I'm not here to, to play pe- preacher to you or educate you. You can go educate yourself on this. I just understand because I've, I'm fully immersed in stuff like this and understand what's going on. So I know and I feel to my heart of what he was trying to do. And it was also the same thing of what Kanye was trying to do. Now, let me be very, very clear. I'm not defending either one of these men because they're both very intelligent enough to know how to say things and how to communicate things. They've been in front of media. They've had media training. They know what to do, what not to do. What what they both, I believe, were trying to do is show you a different angle 
of what people do believe and whether it's right or wrong, because everybody has their own beliefs, but how they went about it and the things that they said. Um, I mean, this blew up when when he retweeted or liked something that Alex Jones, uh, who is infamously known for the guy that said Sandy Hook didn't happen um, and the kids were paid actors or all that. So that really added the fuel to the fire and broke that down from there. Um, so I understand you can you can share your opinion, give your point of view, but there's ways of going about and doing certain things and understanding who you are as an individual and how it's going to happen. Both Kyrie basketball, Kanye music and in, in fashion, they both know that anytime they open up their mouth, something's going to happen, whether good, bad or in between. It's just always going to be. So I'm not saying that they have to censor themselves, but if I am them, I'm going to be careful with my word choice. I'm going to be careful with how I convey certain things and where I share certain things because I have a platform here with you and on the love of hype. I believe certain things, but I'm not going to share that with the whole world, right? There's places to share what you believe in certain things. So I understand that you are extremely capable of believing what it is. I haven't watched a documentary. You haven't watched a documentary. I've been told that there's a lot of anti-Semitic tropes throughout that whole entire documentary. I haven't watched it. Now, for research purposes, I am going to watch it because I want to know and hear what has come from this and what people are talking about because I don't want to just go into things blindly and speak on that. I don't. This is all I've heard. But to come from that angle, you just have to understand who it is. You don't have to if you don't want to. At the end yeah, of the day, you know, your choice. Person. You have your own choice, right? Just like he had his own choice with choosing not to get vaccinated. But I think the the bigger issue that people have with Kyrie is, to your point, is that Kyrie feels or people perceive that Kyrie is better than everybody and that he's he's the smartest person in the room, and the same goes with Kanye. He's the smartest person in the room that when I say something is what I say, and you should listen to me because I've done my research, what have you done, or this is what I believe, whatever you believe doesn't really matter. Even though Kyrie is, has openly said, like, you know, that's your opinion, stuff like that doesn't mean you can say that doesn't mean that you actually care to hear other people's opinion. So I don't want to speak for these two men because um, they have their, their mouths of their own that they've clearly spoken enough for themselves. Um but I, I just try to look at it from that, that angle and understand that people have different perspectives and it's not all of what we taught or all we, we agree with. So you can agree to disagree. Uh, but I, I do feel once you cross over that boundary of saying, in Kyrie, in his case, he didn't say things. He promoted a documentary. Kanye did say things. So it's how you say things, how you convey them. And when they affect certain people, it's going to happen. But that's that affecting people is a whole nother topic for me and in, in itself. But yeah. And if I wasn't clear, I will certainly be clear. Mm -hmm. I did not listen to it, watch it or whatever it is, mm -hmm. but it is a documentary. And Ky Kyrie did make this point. It is a documentary on a public or, I mean, it's a paywall, but it's a platform like Amazon, yes. obviously like the biggest yep. company in the world. So it is there. Mm -hmm. He's not the only one that's watched it. Correct. Not the only one that's liked it or, or retweeted sure or whatever it's it is. going to be after this week too. Yeah. yeah. Or a bunch and of people. Yeah. So I, I agree with you there and I'm not, I'm more of like, and I don't stand with, with any of anything that Kanye said or, or what is perceived to be in this documentary. 
What I am saying is to just sit up there and just to be so combative and and be in denial of what your um what your presence is, what your platform is, especially when you're you're in the wake of all of this drama with the the vaccine again and you mentioned it it's his right if he doesn't want to get vaccinated if joe schmo doesn't want to get vaccinated i'm not going to tell you to put the needle in your arm i'm i i you know we have different opinions there but you know it's it's more of like just again this nature because you know i i i i get it i appreciate at least like i want to be more than an athlete i want to be enlightened I'm going, he's clearly been uh, someone that has looked at the world and, and this country and different things a lot differently than other athletes do or other Americans do. And, you know, he's clearly been true to, he's being true to himself and looking at everything. That's fine. Not defending it. Yeah. I, I, I think people just also need to understand that. To your point, people have a, uh, they're able to say whatever they want to say, right? But people have different perspectives from you, whether it's right, wrong, or whatever. People have different perspectives from you. And there's no way to say that your perspective is right. You may be thinking that it's not right. He didn't say anything, but to your point, in that presser, he, he doubled down and basically was just like, you know, like you're, you're making something out of this. I also can see it from the light of, Every single time he opens his mouth, to my other point, every single time he opens his mouth, he's smack dab in front of another controversy. It's like he can't say anything, so it's it's almost like you're trying to silence him too. So I can understand. I'm I'm trying to understand all of this in totality. Is because it's a given. It's a it's a it's a pull. It's like a tug of war. Is is he could say something good, or he f- believes is going to be good, and people are going to scrutinize him, right? He, it, this all started when he said the earth is flat, right? And then people were like, oh, well, it's not. It's this, right? It's like you believe what you want to believe. He wants to believe. It's just that he's just such a superstar. It's going to be scrutinized to yeah, magnitude that's not that, right? But there's, there's a difference between like saying the earth is flat and then having concrete evidence I, I, I don't don't worry. I was I was getting no, there. I know. Well, what I'm trying to say is I'm going to believe what I want to believe and you believe what you want to believe. Mm-hmm. But what I believe is that we have physical facts and science that the earth is not flat. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not 1492. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever it was. And, you know, you're going to sail off the end of the, the world. Or whatever. Whenever we just thought the Earth was first flat, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, sure. but like there's there's a different like, the, and this notion, ha- not to be like a political podcast, but this notion happens everywhere. It's like, well, you're presented with the facts, and it's like, well, I'm going to let the people decide. Yeah. What? Yeah. What they believe? No, mm-hmm. no, it's concrete. The Earth is not flat. Now, I do not. I don't need. I'm not going to watch this documentary. I'm not going to watch it. But I don't stand with like I, you know, I'm not gonna. I I will not stand with anti-Semitism in any mm-hmm. way. I'm mm-hmm. not Jewish. I don't know much about the religion and the people, but I have a lot of friends that are. Likewise. I have a lot of friends that, are, and you do too, mm-hmm. and that are hurt by everything that's going on. And this, and it's it hasn't gone away. But like the Holocaust is within our lifetime. 
like or generation our parents lifetime their generations right like it's not too far removed rather from like even our parents is what i'm trying to say our grandparents lived through it in one you know that time so it's just like it's easy. I, I know what you're trying to say, though, because he is just he's got a bullseye on his back. Anytime he opens his mouth, he could dislike Game of Thrones. People are going to be like, well, we'll call it. We'll, we'll uh, like, yeah, Kyrie, it, it doesn't matter. Like, evil times. He's, he's, yeah, it's, just, yeah, it's yeah. whatever it is. But yeah. this is something that is like, I don't know. It's just I, I, it's, I the way he handled it was if he wants to believe what he wants to believe. Or, and again, haven't seen the documentary, but like to just be so like, you know, just thinking that everyone is dumb and, and just the media is evil for asking questions that his fans, his team, you know, people around this country want to know, like, don't, don't agree with that. I, I, it's to me again, it's just when you're somebody in this platform is, you have to walk on eggshells. Sam and I can sit here and talk about anything that we feel and being that we're not too, we don't have millions of eyes on us at this point. We can say whatever we want to say, but best believe if I, we say this now, right? Whatever we want to say, and we do get millions of fans later on down the road, right? Best believe people are going to go dig it up, right? It's, it's media clip. Well, you said this back then. Like, what do you mean? Like, this is still you. It's, it, it's created, so many things he didn't say anything he had that obviously that outlash in the media right it's just so many things that it can go against so many people and again i'm not defending i just want no, to, you're and not. Yeah, i, think I just want people clear. to understand that there are different opinions whether i agree with them or not there's there's literally white supremacists out there that i clearly do not agree with their ideology because <laughs> it, it literally affects me but guess what you have the right to have your own thoughts and opinions. I can't control what's in your no, mind. No, of course not. Whether I agree not. with it or not. It's just, it's still going to be there. I'm not going to change your mind. If we can't have a conversation, I'd be down to have a I, conversation. Yeah, no, it's, but it's a difference between that and not knowing what magnitude your words or your actions have when uh, you're he, in the public spotlight. I mean, but you're, you're saying that as if he doesn't know that his words aren't going to be. Well, different. from what he was saying and that, and, you know, the, the back and forth with the, the, all the reporters, there were a couple that were in this conversation. I don't know who they mm -hmm. were. I don't follow the Nets. I don't know their voices. Like, if it was the Yankees, I would know who who said that <laughs> stuff because I know their voices. But, um, it, you know, it's just, uh, I don't know. It's just the denial of it from, of being like, like, this is, I, I, like his his words, his actions have, you know, have uh, some bearing on on his figure and you know this country and sports fans in this country. Yeah, I, I mean it, it does. I mean his words do that, but again, I mean you can go back to Charles Barkley. Like I'm not a role model. Like I'm here to play basketball, right? And that's that also starts at the home. Like I, I, if I had children, I'm like, yeah, you can look at this guy to idolize him on the court, but this shouldn't be your idol. Your idol shouldn't be somebody, unless there's somebody that's doing all that. Kyrie is not here to, to be that. Kyrie is on his own spiritual journey, doing what he feels is right for himself. And that is okay to do. That is okay to be yourself. It, it's just, no matter what he does, he is going to be scrutinized. No matter what 
Kanye does, he is going to be scrutinized, good or bad, whatever side you stand on. It's just what's going to happen. Uh, LeBron literally builds schools and then gets told to shut up and, and shut up and just dribble, right? So it just people are always going to have an opinion depending on what side you are. It's just my thing to people is understand that people have different perspectives. This is an opportunity to have a conversation. Like sure. it's an opportunity to truly, yeah. truly talk and really realize where people are coming from. Maybe he is misinformed. Maybe this documentary that you and I haven't seen, maybe it has some truths in it. Maybe it doesn't, right? It just, you, you got to understand that there is so many platforms out here, and I'm not saying you, Sam, but there's so many platforms out here now it, it like and when our when we were younger there wasn't as many there was, yeah yeah so many avenues now with so many so much misinformation from so to conspiracy theories to actually truth and then people trying to dispel the actual truth and science of it like it's so much going on out here people people are in their own nook of the world and if it if it conforms to what you believe in it's it's going to be the truth so realize that when you're having a conversation have an open conversation try to see it from all perspectives is overall what i'm saying to people because at the end of the day is you don't know where that person's coming from. Sam and I don't know where Kyrie's coming from. You can only, we haven't watched the movie. We don't know who he is as a person. We only just see Kyrie as a oh, yeah. there, right? So be mindful of that, people. That's that's my biggest thing to take away from it. Not defending anybody is just trying to get to the point of understanding people and and having an open dialect and, and understand that you don't know what people go through or what may have affected them to change their mindset to go to that too. So, yeah. Yeah. Whew, that was a lot. <laughs> that was a lot. Um, before we get into, uh, we have some some MLB stuff really, really quick. Um, shout out to Jose Trevino, winning a gold glove for the Yankees. And then shout out to... DJ LeMahieu didn't touch the playoffs for being the first ever utility player to win a gold glove in an AL. So that's a trivia question for you guys later on down the road. So awesome. shout out to him uh, for that. Uh, but the Astros, Phillies play tonight. The game was rained out yesterday. Uh, series is tied 1-1. Uh, in my complete and honest opinion, Sam, the Phillies taking and splitting in Houston was huge. Because they're about to go back to Philly, and it's going to be absolutely nuts. It's going to be nuts, man. It's going to be nuts there because, I mean, again, I'm an Eagles fan, so I understand what these Phillies fans are like. And I know a lot of people in this country absolutely hate Philly fans when it comes to any sports, and I get it. Uh, but that place is going to be rocking. So good luck to the Astros because if they can pull one out there and split there or or be able to get it back to Houston at some point, that would be huge for them. But if, if the Phillies – get to home bye-bye Astros um yeah 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 Philly it's I mean their their fans have um I won't say come alive because they've certainly been on you they've know they there, love yeah. this team they've been there but there's a new found energy in in Philadelphia lately obviously you have your football team being undefeated and playing out of their minds uh and you know a lot of te- a lot of people yourself included thought they'd be very good. I don't know if anyone thought they'd be this good for the Eagles. And you kind of look at the the Phillies, you know, they're clearly playing that role of underdog, even though they have some big talent on this team. Mm-hmm. And you're right, taking game one in extra innings and the way they did it, you know, a, a dud in, in, in game two there, but um, on there from the Phillies' point of view. And, yeah, if they could take a couple games in a wild 
arena or stadium like like Philadelphia at Citizens Bank. Like it'll be a fun series to watch for sure. I still think um I still think the Astros win this World Series, but I would if if this starts going the other way for for uh Houston, I would not be surprised. And I'm rooting for the Phillies to win for sure. Uh so being that they play tonight, their next game is tomorrow. Yeah, they're playing three in a row. Oh, so they're playing tonight, tomorrow, and Thursday? Yeah, there's three in Philly, and then oh. they go back to Houston. Oh, my God. So they're playing the same day. Yeah, that the was Eagles at the same time. Yeah. Are the Eagles <laughs> home? Huh? Are the Eagles home? Oh, they're in Houston. They're in Houston. So, I mean, if they were at home, that would have been absolutely wild. That I would just go just to go to be at the um, – Xfinity Arena Arena over there because I'm even without that happening, that place is going to be rocking. So, good luck, Houston. <laughs> good luck because they're gonna have a crazy type of energy there. Um, but I mean, the Astros are they're they're completely solid. You saw what they just did in that that second game. They're yeah, they have two Golden Glovers of their own with Kyle Tucker and and uh, Pena as well. Rookie right? too, huh? A rookie too, Jeremy Pena. Yep, yep there you go. Um, let's get to do your care. Uh, <laughs> I mentioned earlier about the Bucks. Uh, this is the first time Tom Brady has lost three in a row since 2002. Sam, do you care? No. <laughs> I, I mean, this whole year has been weird for the bucks and mm. certainly tom brady and it's been well uh documented his off the field um situation right now he fought him and his supermodel wife filed for divorce after more than a decade together on friday and a lot of people have speculated towards that as well but the man just like we talked i think we talked about it last week i know you and i have talked about it off the air but you know the man just looks he looks physically different. His demeanor is different. He looks dejected. He looks not folk locked in like to the extent that Tom Brady is usually locked in. And it's, you know, going to Robert Kraft's wedding on a Friday, missing meetings, all this stuff. That's fine. He is 45 years old. <laughs> he has nothing to prove in this league. Yeah. But he does have a team. And it's it's really interesting to then see him like berate his offensive lineman when he's not actually at practice and he's not around and you're you're yelling at third string tackles because the line has just been decimated yeah you mentioned earlier godwin's been in and out of the lineup julio's a shell of himself been in and out of the lineup gronk's not there i think cameron Brake's still hurt uh you know the line's bad but tom's always been able to overcome bad lines and get rid of the ball really quick this defense is decimated the backfield or the the secondary is just beat up they just lost Shaq Barrett you know they could very well win this division not being 500 or under so do I care that they've lost three in a row no because I'm not a Brady fan or a Bucks fan I we talked about this off the air though like I am a fan of like legacy and tradition and stuff and it even though he has made me miserable for 20 years as a jets fan 
you kind of you don't want you know you don't want memories of your favorite player or anything like that like joe montana wearing a chiefs jersey i mean this yeah. is a little different or uh, you know a little different because brady won a super bowl with the bucks and he's still he's still i think a very good quarterback uh yeah yeah he's still a very good yeah. quarterback this team is just not gelling again injuries and a lot of inconsistency and again thomas just does not seem to be locked in and i'm not going to go into his personal affairs or anything like that i don't you know other than him not being on the field when he should be on the field but again you're 45 years old you were the best quarterback of all time you can make a case you're on the mount rushmore of football players of all time just based on his his accolades right so I don't really care. I don't know if they write this ship though. Um, I'm I'm more I care about that. Like I don't, I haven't looked at the schedule in a while, but you know, it, it's kind of like this thing we've we've talked about it. We talked about it with your Nets last year. Like they just need all right. Kyrie's every other game with Kyrie or Kyrie's back. Can they piece together one win, two wins in a row, three wins? Can they get back in the playoff hunt? All right. They made the play-in game. Can they win? Like, can they do this? All right, they won the... They're in. Swept by Celtics. Like, we... At what point is it, like... It's clearly, like, the new guard of the NFL is in. And I wanted to bring this up when we were talking about the NBA, too. I mean, you look at, you know, LeBron's on a a beat-up team that's not winning. Kevin Durant's on a beat-up team that's not winning, like... Is it the new wave now? Lucas taking over, Jaws taking over, and the same thing here. I mean, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, their stock is down, mm-hmm. and you you see Jalen Hurts and and Mahomes is Mahomes, and Allen is continuing to play at an MVP level, and you know you have other stars in the league, and it's like that migration to the next generation is right in front of us. I just don't know. Like, do you think these Bucks like rate the ship? I mean, I think they can still get into the playoffs wild card with the terrible de- decision uh, division. Um, but I mean, I don't know. It's it's I don't I don't care because I mean I like seeing Tom lose, but I mean yeah, for historical purposes, I also like to see him win because it's it's history. Um, I just I think they're just too far gone. I think people like people talked about how. Patrick Mahomes lost Tyreek Hill and how much of a big deal that was. I don't think they they didn't blow the Gronk move out of proportion like they should have. Like that that has been his safety net for his a while. Whole, half his career, yeah. So right that's, there. that's a huge piece that any anytime he got into the red zone, he knew that he can just throw the ball to Gronk. And the whole league knew that and still couldn't stop it. Right. So to know that you don't have that anymore. And you gotta try to go to somebody else. Like you, you just, just Sam, that's just like saying, okay, you know you have your wife to go and talk to, or you know that she does this thing really, really well, and you know that she's always there, and then all of a sudden she just stopped doing that. And then you're just kind of just like, What do I do? Right? <laughs> You'd be like, How do I fill that void? Right? How do I do that? Right? Or it, you can relate it and break it down that way, like it's just gone. Like it's just something that's missing and it's not the same. It's gonna take you time to adjust. And Tom doesn't have that time to adjust anymore because he's not there. It also doesn't help that he doesn't have his offensive line, including his center. His Pro Bowl center, right? He doesn't have that, and then he lost a guard. Another guard went to the yep, Chiefs. Yep, exactly. So 
Yeah, uh, the gun game has been non-existent, which was there. And then you're going through a divorce. Like his, from my understanding, his his parents are still the same mom and dad from the beginning. Married this whole entire life that he's known, right? You come from that. It's probably something that you aspire to have, and now you're going through something that is rough for anybody. And when, especially when you have kids, on top of that, is rough alone. Um, and the bigger thing is you're also going back to that point that we just talked about with Kyrie. He is one of the greatest players ever, as you mentioned, and you know everybody's looking at him and knowing that something's going on doesn't help when you have idiots like AB talking about, you know, daddy's coming home and all this other stuff and being absolutely disgusting human being and stuff like that, who he also needs to get his head checked. Um, but just dealing with stuff like that, like it's just a lot, right? So, uh, wishing him the best in that situation. Uh, don't really care what the bucks do though. I, I I just, the division it's, you know, Again, not speculating on his relationship. It just sounded like he still wanted to play football. Giselle has been very public. Yeah, about the last him. Yeah. few years about him not wanting, not shouldn't, she doesn't want him to play football anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's clearly like he still has something left to prove. But it's also like, it's the same thing with the Yankees, right? Like the, and I, you know, we keep bringing up the Yankees, but it's a Yankee fan has been groomed to, have the level of success be world series or bust we don't win the world series the year is a disaster it's it's why did we even play we and you won 99 games and at one point you were far and away the best team in baseball you make it again to the alcs and to any other team it's like this is a successful year and it's that same, like Tom Brady has conditioned football fans, Patriot fans, and now Bucks fans to say, if I'm not wearing a Super Bowl ring at the end of the year, it was a failure. It's the same Derek Jeter, like they're the same in that regard. Yep. I don't know either of them personally. <laughs> um, I don't know much about either of them other than what we all read and watch on TV and social media and stuff. For sure. That's that same mindset. We've been conditioned by Tom Brady to look at success being if he's holding the Lombardi trophy at the end of the year. Yep. We also have to remember there was about a decade that Tom Brady didn't win a Super Bowl. There was about a decade, right? And he's lost three. So it's like, it's not like, again, anyone that's been the tense, you know, it's kind of like we look at LeBron made the finals, like all those years in a row. And we look at LeBron, like he's not Jordan. He's still like, who has done that in this, in this NBA and like, and then this, and in, in the salary cap world now, like Tom Brady has been to 10 or 11 Super Bowls, but if he's not hoisting Lombardi at the end of the year, it's not a successful season to him. And he put that on us. He, so, you know, it's, it's kind of like, that's, that's the burden that he carries on himself and how he wants to carry himself. It's just, it's just strange because he's not the same Tom. He's not acting like the same Tom Brady. And I, I totally understand that. Wild. Just wild. Um, okay, you want to lead us out with this last one? Last year you care. The, um, the San Antonio Spurs cut their first round pick from last year, 12th overall. Josh Prebo, uh, the other day, and everyone was like, "Why they do that?" You know, he's a, a lottery pick. 
you know, what happened. Apparently, he was exposing himself to women. I don't know in the in the facility, like where they staff. I don't know who they were. I didn't really read in the story, but the only thing I would say: Do you care? I know you will care for. I know you care because we have a, a lot of the same beliefs and morals and all that. I've known you forever. I've known you a very long time. This is why the San Antonio Spurs are one of still, even when they're not winning, a model franchise and not just the basketball world, but in sports. Because they didn't wait for the backlash to happen. They didn't say, hey, let's ride this out. Let's suspend him. Let's go to rehab or whatever, you know, whatever PR stuff you do. They just cut him. You do something sick like that and you just get cut. You don't, you know, just try to. Yeah, there's no, there's the no way ways around it. There's no ways around it. You do discussing things like that. You you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes at the end of the day. I will live and die by that. You play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. So now I'll give the sensitive side of it. Clearly, this individual has something wrong with him. Yeah. I hope he gets all the help in the world because doing that and putting these young ladies in a, a predicament or any individual in a predicament to see something like that and be exposed uh, to something that is, is unwarranted uh, is disgusting. Nobody should have to go through that. Uh, I, I genuinely actually knew somebody that, that did that. That person, needless to say, is in jail. Uh, for some several other things, I didn't uh, want. I, I was. Yeah. I didn't want to bring that up. Oh yeah, I, I'm I, only laughing because I, I, I. You know who I was talking about, right? I know that's why I was yeah. laughing. But. Uh, he's he's also in in jail for other other things, but um, but this is these are things that lead to other things, and that was what happened to that individual that Sam and I both know, um, and and know of. Right? Is you you do these things? Is it's. It doesn't just happen out of nowhere. You, there's there's something that leads to it, and, and I believe in this country, and I believe in this world, mental health is something that we really need to take aim as every country and every individual is because there are a lot of sick people out here that are not getting treated, and they're doing these certain things. So I, I, I do fault multiple things. Obviously, the individual themselves don't know his upbringing, so that may have something to it, but I also fault our systems for not giving these people proper help and and protecting these young ladies out here or any individual out here that could be affected by these individuals that are sick. Um, that's something that needs to be happening. That's something that needs to be focused on. And I'm glad, like you said, the Spurs have taken that. I know with Pop being you know, the head coach and being at the helm of all that, he does not play when it comes to these things like that. And he's always at the forefront and ready to make sure things are right, especially bringing young ladies, uh, women into the organization and, and and propelling them to higher levels that haven't been seen in, in NBA. So uh, that is no surprise that that happened. And, and learning more about that is just, it's sad to hear on, on all fronts. Yeah. Um, it's just uh, that that Spurs brass has been together a long time. Yes. Um, what's R.C. Buford, Pop, been there a long time, have set a standard. And again, yeah, you're you're right to that point, too, about women in sports, especially now when we see more women getting well-deserved and more opportunities to climb the ranks within organizations and to... Uh, you know, to, to be there, they need to be in a safe situation. And if it was, in fact, to, you know, regardless of who, what position they were in, 
Like they need to be in a, women in general need to just be in a safe situation. So yeah. totally co-signed to that for sure. And that's our podcast, uh, a lengthy, hopefully insightful one. And uh, let us know what you think. But um, until then, that's Brandon. My name is Sam. Thank you so much for listening and uh, following us on Instagram or website, wherever you do it and wherever you listen. Thank you for doing so. Uh, until next week, hopefully we make it out of the Jets game. Maybe we'll even get a W. But uh, until then, I'm Sam. That's Brandon. Peace out. I mean, we just concluded this podcast with a lottery pick. And uh, I got a few lottery picks of my own, being that the lottery is a billion dollars. Um, I don't know if Sam's putting his name in a hat. No, no, lottery is not the the best way to try to you know get your uh your millions but i'm gonna tell you this right now if i hit that lotto this is going to be called the billion dollar chasing points podcast um it's going to be called chasing chasing the money and making it rain um because that's exactly what i'm gonna do i'm gonna make it rain on sam i'm just gonna drop a million on his head and just walk away right on the podcast live stream it and do all that um but no seriously uh Good luck to you guys, because uh, this is life changing. Uh, if you do win and you listen to this podcast, uh, the first thing I'm going to tell you is to hire a lotto attorney because you're going to need it for all the taxes and all the people that are going to come out of the woodworks and want to get some of your money. If I disappear from the podcast for a month, that probably means I won it myself and I just went and traveled around the world. So, uh, you know, things may happen. Who knows? Sending out all good vibes. Uh, if you win, you can just send me a nice, cool hundred thousand. You don't think you guys send me a million? Just send me a hundred thousand. You do whatever you gotta do with the rest. Of it. Just give me a hundred thousand. Just need that, and I'm good. And on that note, chase some billions. Yes, billionaire uh, yeah. boys club. Yeah, facts. <laughs> I will just take a hundred thousand though. If you, but if you want to give me more, that's fine too. See y'all. Love y'all. Peace.